0: The Central Park Five, a case of injustice and coercion that ruined the lives of five innocent young boys, as well as a woman who fell victim to a heinous crime. Racial divide in New York City grew rampant during this case and is still debated years later. an assault and rape of a white female jogger in Central Park on April 19, 1989, five young Black and Hispanic men between the ages of 14 and 16 were falsely accused and jailed for the crime. On the night of April 19, 1989, 28-year-old Trisha Maley went out on her regular run through Central Park. While running, Maylee was knocked down, dragged or chased nearly 300 feet before she was violently raped, sodomized, and beaten nearly to death. Almost 75% of her blood spilled out of her body, and her face was shattered. She was found hours later in a shallow ravine in the park, naked, gagged, tied up, and covered in mud and blood. She spent the next 12 days in a coma fighting for her life. When she awoke, she had no memory whatsoever of the attack or who her attacker was. The Central Park Five consisted of Kevin Richardson, age 14, Raymond Santana, age 14, Antron McCray, age 15, Yousef Salam, age 15, and Corey Wise, age 16. Richardson and Santana were the first to be taken in by the police on a report of intimidating behavior. The following day, McCrae, Salam, and Wise were taken in. Wise was never a suspect, but offered to go with Salam to the police to offer moral support. After seven hours of interrogation without the presence of parents, four videotaped confessions were made. They admitted to touching or restraining Trisha Maley while one or more of the others assaulted her. In the eighties and nineties, a confession was a gold ticket item to detectives. It was a trophy in which they would wear as a badge of honor and respect. And the more trophies you had, the better officer you were. This mentality often blurred the lines between a factual confession and coercion. Each one of the boys was separated into rooms without parental guardians or lawyers present. The officers in the room struck fear into the young boys and even fed them false information saying that they had evidence against them which was never found. In a 2016 interview, Salam said, quote, I would hear them beating up Corey Wise in the next room. They would come in and look at me and say, you realize you're next. The fear made me feel really like I was not going to be able to make it out, end quote. Seamen found at the scene did not match any of the five boys, and the prosecutors relied solely on the interrogations. During the trial, the five took back their statements saying that they had been coerced, however the societal damage had already been done. Before the five boys were convicted, there was unrest in the city of New York. Crime rates were soaring and racial stigmatisms were high. Teenagers roamed around the city on the attack of others. Racial tensions before the case were astronomical, and the hatred grew as the boys were convicted. Property mogul Donald Trump spent $85,000 on four full-page adverts in the New York newspapers and entitled them: quote, Bring Back the Death Penalty, Bring Back Our Police. End quote. In these articles, he wrote: quote, I want to hate these murderers and I always will. I'm not looking to psychoanalyze or understand them. I'm looking to punish them," End quote. In an interview at that time, Trump told CNN, quote, "'Maybe hate is what we need "'if we're going to get something done,' End quote." The adverts publicized created a very toxic atmosphere of poor race relations in the city. Salam told reporters, quote, "'We were all afraid. "'Our families were afraid. "'Our loved ones were afraid. For us to walk around as if we had a target on our backs end quote, he then later stated, quote, "I look at Donald Trump and I understand him as the representation of a symptom in America. We were convicted because of the color of our skin. People thought the worst of us. And this is all because of prominent New Yorkers, especially Donald Trump end quote." Yusef Salam, Raymond Santana, Kevin Richardson, and Antron McCray served six years and eight months in juvenile detention center. Corey Wise was tried as an adult and at the age of 16, served 13 years and 18 months in multiple prisons. In 2002, Matias Reyes, who had previously been convicted of a string of rapes and a murder confessed to sexually assaulting Meili when he was 17. He was able to give police details about the attack that wasn't public knowledge, and his DNA matched that at the scene of the crime. One of the crimes he was previously found guilty for was a rape two days before the Meili incident. Because of the statute of limitations of the case, Reyes was never prosecuted for the crimes and he remains in prison on a life sentence. After their release, the five filed a civil suit against the city of New York and were given a $41 million settlement. Corey Wise later said, quote, You can forgive, but you won't forget. You won't forget what you lost. No money could bring that time back. No money could bring the life that was missing or the time that was taken away, end quote. This case is just an example of unfair treatment due to racial bias in the legal system throughout history. These convictions of five young men have sparked the conversation of unfair treatment in the legal system as well as coercion among statements and systemic racism. The documentary, When They See Us, has sparked the attention of America and has shed light on the darkness of the broken justice system. Another reason for this case's popularity is the involvement of our current president, Donald Trump. His involvement in this case causes a social divide in America that took a long healing process in the city of New York. With him now running for re-election, as well as the current racial tension throughout the United States, his judgment of the case is now being questioned, as well as his morals. Overall, the case is yet another tragic story about lives being ruined by racism in America.